Like everybody, I like to be liked. I'm sorry that I'm probably going to be disliked for what I'm about to say. Millions of COVID-19 vaccinations have been given. And there is not a single confirmed case of the vaccine itself killing anyone. There have been people who died during the period immediately following the vaccination. But in all those cases, either the cause of the death was completely unrelated to the vaccination or the individuals who died fell into the category of too frail to receive the vaccine and they were inappropriately advised to receive it nonetheless. And they didn't die from the vaccine, but from the fever and the other side effects that we know follow the vaccination. A lot of people who get the vaccination feel really, really ill, especially the second vaccination of the Pfizer and Moderna vaccinations. They feel very, very ill after the second vaccination. <clears throat> if someone is hanging by a thread, that's enough to push them over the edge and those people should not have been vaccinated. But the vaccine is not deadly. Some highly irresponsible media outlets pointed to Norway as an exception, where the government vaccinated 30,000 people and saw 13 fatalities. Okay, now, what the media has not reported yet is that Norway never stopped vaccinating as a result of this, and it's not because they're crazy. The true story, which was publicized by Sigurd Hortimo of the Norwegian Medicines Agency, that's the official government agency, is that all the deaths occurred among patients in nursing homes who were over the age of 70. And that the normal short-term fever and nausea associated with the vaccination led to the deaths of some frail patients, quote unquote. So if someone is hanging by a thread, of course they shouldn't be vaccinated and a medical professional would advise that. But that same medical professional will tell you that if a person is not hanging by a thread, this is not a concern. The vaccine itself is not deadly. It's also crucial to note that at the time of the report from Norway, that country had already seen 57,279 cases of COVID-19 infection and reported 511 deaths from COVID. Okay, that's a fatality rate of about 0.87%, meaning that just under one out of every 100 people who got sick with coronavirus in Norway died. One out of every 100. Versus about one out of every 3,000 who died after taking the vaccine. And of course, as I pointed out, none of those people should have been permitted to take the vaccine in the first place because they were all hanging by a thread. So in simpler terms, the Norway experiment teaches us that in that country, in Norway, 
not taking the vaccine was more than 30 times more dangerous than taking the vaccine. And that's the country that everybody's pointing to saying, see, the, va the vaccine is dangerous. So it's, it's, it's not rational, this objection. Let me take this a step further. Norway has a lower fatality rate from COVID-19 than most countries. In the United States, about 1.7 out of every 100 people infected with COVID have died. In England, about 2.6 out of every 100 people who were infected have died. In Belgium, about 3% of those who contracted the disease died. 3.7% of those in Greece who got it died. 8.7% of those in Mexico who contracted COVID are now dead. We don't know if the COVID vaccine itself will ever kill someone. But we do know that so far that hasn't happened. And even the total number of fatalities of extremely frail individuals who should never have been vaccinated are a tiny fraction of the numbers who have been killed by the disease. Okay, so this helps us understand why the Israel-based halakhic authority, Rav Usher Weiss, a few weeks ago referred to the, quote, insanity of the anti-vaxxers. That's strong language from a halakhic authority of his stature, the insanity of the anti-vaxxers. It also explains why the Orthodox Union, the OU, which you would say is a more liberal organization within Orthodoxy, and Agudas Yisrael, which is a more conservative uh, organization within Orthodoxy. The two of them together, the OU and Agudas Yisrael, in a unified public statement, declared the following. I'm going to read their statement. We are grateful for the progress that has been made in vaccine development for COVID-19. Halacha obligates us to care for our own health and to protect others from harm and illness. In addition, Halacha directs us to defer to the consensus of medical experts in determining and prescribing appropriate medical responses to both treating and preventing illness. There has long been an almost uniform consensus among leading medical experts that vaccines are an effective and responsible manner of protecting life and advancing health. For over 200 years, vaccinations have been responsible for the dramatic reduction of many terrible diseases and have significantly improved public health in our country and around the world. For this reason, the consensus of our major post scheme, our halachic decisors, is to encourage us to use vaccinations to protect ourselves and others from disease. While this guidance of our post-scheme has addressed vaccine usage generally, the introduction of the novel COVID-19 vaccines required specific reconsideration. The post-scheme recognized that the COVID-19 vaccines have been developed with unpre unprecedented speed and are expected to be made available under an emergency use author authorization. In addition, the two currently leading COVID-19 vaccine candidates are mRNA vaccines, which employ a new vaccine technology. Notwithstanding these factors, the conclusion of our post scheme is that, pursuant to the advice of your personal health care provider, the Torah obligation to preserve our lives and the lives of others 
requires us to vaccinate for COVID-19 as soon as a vaccine becomes available. Our medical and scientific advisors have clarified that efforts to speed vaccine development to address the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic have not sacrificed scientific standards, the integrity of the new vaccine review process or safety have not been compromised. Rather than cutting corners, the acceleration has been achieved by marshalling unprecedented financial resources, creating multiple partnerships and removing virtually all non-scientific bureaucratic hurdles. These efforts have not, however, involved a reduction in the appropriate safety standards or decrease in the standard multiple levels of scientific review. These efforts appear to have, have been successful beyond all expectations and have produced more than one vaccine with an unusually high rate of effectiveness with no indications of any significant risk. While no medical intervention can be considered risk-free, expert opinion is clear that the enormous benefits presented by these vaccines far outweigh their risks. In consideration of the guidance of our post scheme, we strongly encourage all those eligible to access the COVID-19 vaccination to do so. We hope and pray that such steps will bring to an end the tragic toll that the pandemic has taken on our community and beyond. Per the guidance of our medical and scientific advisors, for those who have had the virus in an already and an already demonstrated sustained antibody response, the vaccine remains safe and potentially helpful, but appears to be less necessary. We note that the availability and use of the COVID-19 vaccine will not immediately allow us to reduce adherence to current mitigation strategies, including social distancing, masking, and diligent hand hygiene. These practices must continue to be followed until public health officials, official recommendations advise otherwise. As long as these practices remain in place, it remains unnecessary to consider institutional policies or additional restrictions regarding the non-vaccinated. This guidance is intended as general guidelines and should not be construed by any individual as or be substituted for medical or other professional advice. Personal decisions regarding the vaccine should be discussed with your healthcare provider. Moreover, this guidance is formulated based solely on currently available information. Events and information continue to evolve and may impact the applicability of this guidance. We hope and pray that we will soon be blessed by Hashem to be able to come together comfortably and safely. So I'm obviously not a medical authority. I'm not an epidemiologist. Uh, I, I know almost as little about Torah. Here you have the great Torah sages of our generation standing up and giving their opinion, and it's inappropriate for me to add anything to what they, they've already said. It's pretty clear.